Welcome in to the Family Hour, brought to you by American Senior Benefits on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Todd Riley and Jay Stoll. Welcome to the American Senior Benefits Family Hour. Alongside Todd Riley, I am Jay Stoll. Harrison is back this week, ran into machine. Um... Nebraska loses 15-14 to Wisconsin on Senior Day. The good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, very apparent to everybody else. To myself, you can describe the game in, in three words. Conservative, mundane, and cold. <laughs> whatever ranking in those orders, you can do whatever you want. See fit for yourself. But um, Wisconsin gives Nebraska a great, amazing opportunity to break a uh, losing game curse and unfortunately the the same thing rears its ugly head that's what happened for the last five years um you can blame coaches you can blame players you can blame whatever you want to it's just a system in place unfortunately and that's what was developed over the last four years so you cannot expect change uh unless massive change is done that's why either next week or the week after we'll find out who's going to write the ship and take nebraska in the right direction uh, I believe the first hire of that series has already been made, and uh, Trev Alberts, I believe in 100%, will make the appropriate decision. You said something about the last four years, and it was so apparent. I was in a, a local restaurant watching a game, and you could just tell, normally in a situation like that, you're ahead. You've got just minutes left. You're on defense. The place should have been ripping the paneling off the walls, and it was almost like a funeral. It, you could get the whole feeling in there was now oh, we're going to blow this one. It's all too familiar feeling with that. What's going on? Um, every Nebraska fan, they care, right? They're sure. angry. You can say, you know, yeah, I get over it quicker, quicker now because I'm used to it. But the greatest thing that the other coach, the new coach coming in, whether it's Mickey or somebody else, is going to have in is this fan base does care. They do. They're not uh, at Texas A&M who are walking out at halftime, yeah. emptying the stadium. Yeah. Was, uh... Oh, there we go. Mike was turned off. That place was uh, sold out, too, is, uh, is what they were saying. And then you look at the stadium, and it's like, I don't think so. It, the, unless, like, even, like, uh, before half, it wasn't packed. It wasn't. There wasn't a full stadium in there by any means. Not even close. For those that say there's no way Jimbo gets fired, there's no way he leaves, there's no way – that uh, A&M is going to pay him north of $85 million. Uh, that's that's oil money down there in Dallas. That's <laughs> That grows on trees. That's not an issue. The issue is uh, the stadium half empty. The issue is people not buying tickets. The issue is with the stadium half empty, concessions aren't being sold. They're losing money. Right. It's not about just that $85 million. They're losing a lot on the side with people being gone at halftime. You bet. Things like people don't think of parking, like you said, Hot dogs, beer. Um, wait a minute, you could sell beer in a stadium? There is times. Wow. Um, Working on it. I bet that'd bring in some money, don't you? It's good with some good uh, revenue. I would, <laughs> it's, a, it's a thought process for later on, not now, maybe 10 years but, down the right, road. Right, I digress. Yeah. Um, it It is, where, where again, where does mentality come in? And and Nebraska fans are some of the most loyal. Obviously, how many games with a sellout now? Um, but, man, like I said, sadly, and we talked about this in depth last week, whether you're you're 
doing a football team or a sports team or your marriage or your job or raising your kids, so much of it starts right between your eyes, mm-hmm. right between your, your ears, I should say. It, it And the expectation now, like I said, it just, it just wafted off of it yesterday. Oh, we're going to blow this one too. And, and voila. Every Husker fan can tell you at which point was during the game and the games for the last two years. They can pinpoint the time where they felt, all right, we lost this game. And that's got to be the cultural shift. That's got to be the change. Right. I don't like going back to the 90s, so fine, I'm not going to. We'll go early 2000s, right? Nebraska fans still had faith saying that if we were winning, we'll close it out. We'll finish. I had a discussion with, it with a good buddy of mine. Um, at this point, what, what's more important, putting together a game plan and being successful throughout that whole game plan or just learning how to finish? What do you think? Ooh. I got to, you know, you, you, how many times have we in our career heard people say, you know, end well, finish well. It, it doesn't matter where you start. You can, you can screw up horribly. You, how many times have people been 42 points down, 48 points down and come back from behind and win? I think you got to finish well. Yeah. Well, look at Wisconsin. How many times did they shoot themselves in the foot yesterday? Oh. Their penalties, they're awful this yes. year in penalties. I and had... over and over and over again, they shot themselves in the foot, but they know how to finish. The hardest thing to do in sports is learning how to finish. And they did it, and we, second half, it's kind of funny. Indiana and Rutgers were like, wow, Mickey Joseph, we're, we're finally like figuring out how to adjust and get better in the second half. And then we kind of started treading backwards. Now we're in the second half, and it's three and outs. Like you said, conservative. We just, we just don't know how to finish. Yeah. Um, Nebraska doesn't know how to run the ball effectively right now. And, and that's the biggest thing. You know, when Wisconsin has time of possession, almost 40 minutes, yeah, they have 20-some more plays than Nebraska. Uh, um, fourth quarter, when you're up, what, 11 points? Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be a 60-40 running, throwing base. But you have to be producing. Wisconsin averaged five point five yards on first down. So you're setting up your second down, second and four, second and five. I'll take that all day long. Just run all day long. Nebraska's issue was, A, if the ball didn't get snapped without bouncing back to Casey because that reared its ugly head. Mm-hmm. And every time Nebraska had momentum, the first thing would happen would be that low snap. Yep. B, if it was a good snap, Casey had somebody on him within a second. And they weren't doing exotic blitzing or stunts. They were just manning up, eating their pancakes, and pushing us back. There was definitely no trick plays needed. Uh, you were right about the rushing. Uh, Nebraska had 65 total rushing yards. Any guess who the leading rusher was? Yeah, I just pulled it up. <laughs> your quarterback probably shouldn't be your leading rusher uh, with uh, 33 yards. Uh, 65 rushing yards versus Wisconsin's 235. All 33 of those was improvised. It wasn't a play call. Right. He was running for his life. Yeah, we didn't want him to run. Right. He was running he for his run life. Out of necessity. And I will say this. You have nothing to lose that game. You don't. Your offensive coordinator most likely is not going to be back next year. There's nothing to lose. There's nothing to win individually for him. Right. Right? Why the game? Why was there No trick plays why was there no adaptation you know we can get on frost as much as we want to but tell you frost as as an oc if we just sit back right digress get rid of all the nasty thoughts about everything off the field and whatnot which is is justifiably deserved as an offensive coordinator as an oc 
he brought good things to the table. Right. What's going on now is, all right, let's just get down the season and move on. You wonder if that's not a big chunk of it. And that, that goes back to, to finishing well. It, it doesn't have to be the game. It can be the season. Uh, there was still a, you know, granted, you go to Wisconsin, or excuse me, you go to Michigan, that's going to be tough. I mean, even though Illinois scared the pants off of them. But, um, okay, maybe not that one. But, man, you know, win the games you have a chance to win. And this year there's been – a lot of opportunities with games. There should be at least at least two, three more wins this year. Easily. Well, two teams you just you said, you know, uh, Illinois, Michigan. They know how to finish. Michigan yeah. was on the ropes, but they came back and knew how to finish. TCU, yeah, good Lord, they were treading water the whole game. Knew how to finish, came back and did it. Wisconsin, unfortunately, yeah, knows how to finish and believes they can, to which they did. When they got the ball back with six minutes to go, there wasn't going to be a throw. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, hats off to our pass defense. We're one of the top 10 in the nation this week because it gave up under 100 yards throwing right. and an interception. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have to throw, why yeah. would you? Like you just said, you're averaging how many on first downs? Five and a half. Why would you throw? Exactly. You know, you got two more downs to make four, five yards. Okay, I'll run that all day long. And, man, on that last drive that Wisconsin had, they ran flat over Nebraska. It was it, – I'm like – you know what's going to be played. You know the call that's coming. You yep. can't pick that up. It was it was it was sad. You, you were talking about the other games. The place I was at had had those three games on: the Michigan game and the Nebraska game and and uh, the TCU game. And I was talking with my son. I said, and they were all you know within minutes of each other of finishing it. Each other. I said, all three potential upsets. I said, you watch this. I bet every one of them ends the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And sure as heck, every one of them ended the way. Although I think Michigan got a call that they shouldn't have. Did you happen to see that one? They said it was a complete pass. It was so clear. Oh, yeah. The nose of that football hit yeah. the ground. I it couldn't was, believe that. I couldn't either. They looked at that, and I'm like, how do you not overturn that? Right. It was it was so obvious. It, it was it was the worst call I've probably seen this year. I agree. It was yeah, bad. It was really – and now did it make a difference? I don't know. It was a field goal, but it was 8, 10 yards. Yeah. There. I mean, it might have. They needed that, though, because you got to have the Big Ten as one of the best, uh-huh. and we are right now. You don't want the game of the century, the rematch from last year, coming in where it's Michigan mm-hmm. with one loss Michigan versus Ohio State. Right. You want the two Titans going at it. So I was okay with what happened there. Um, we've been on the other side of that as well as, as a lot of unfavorable calls. It's, it's just part of the nature. I mean, when you are one of the best and you get the, the favoritism, it will show. But right. you've got to get up there first. It's funny too. We, were, my son and I, were just talking uh, yesterday about like Tom Brady. They showed mm-hmm. clips of him in his first couple of years just getting smoked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and now you sneeze on the guy as you go past him. Although it's kind of kind of funny now that he's at Tampa Bay. He has, does take a few more shots than he did. He's got to be feeling that, and he's in his later age. But uh. <laughs> so Wisconsin's done. Um, Should have won. Got to move on. Iowa week now. Uh, the benefit for Iowa week is Nebraska can play the spoiler. Yeah. Iowa for, I don't know how many years it was, that was always a spoiler for Nebraska trying to get to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now Iowa wants to win the Big Ten West. If they win the Big Ten West, so help me God, that is going to be one of the worst Big Ten championship games (laughs) I've ever seen. No offense to Iowa fans. I mean, your your team is defensively, they're good. Yeah. But it's going to be like a 50 to 10 game. Yeah. So, you know, Nebraska, let's just, just do their job. Let, let's pay it back. Um, 
but it's got to start up front. It's got to start with the big boys. And if your offensive coordinator is not going to get creative and, and give you opportunities and do things that he hasn't done before, then it's got to be in the trenches. And there, I don't know how good I feel about it. Boy, that, that was proof this week. Um, I don't think Wisconsin's defense is as good as Iowa's defense. And like we just were talking with rushing yards, they shut Nebraska down. Yeah. If, if Iowa watches the tape, if they play their, their game – Whew. And and then being in Iowa, if it was here, that would help immensely. You know, the sea of red that would come out, being there. I, I, I think we were talking about this before the show. I think this is Nebraska's best chance in a lot of years. Mm-hmm. But it, it's anything but a shoe in. Well, it's been Nebraska's best chance this year to especially take the the Big Ten West. Yes, it would have been. And as far down as the other teams are in the Big Ten West right now, right. Nebraska is still below them shows exactly where Nebraska is. But again, this is four years, five years in yeah. the making. Yeah. This didn't just happen overnight. If you're getting the same results on different years and different days, it's who you are. Yeah. And sadly, like we were just talking the the attitude Nebraska's is is down. And after this game was oh sure, just another game. And and I was on the uptick. I mean, even their offense is starting to click. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback actually ran one in. Did you have to see that in quarterback sneak in for the touchdown and and actually I'm not saying he's Heisman material, but he's a whole lot better than he was five games ago. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're at two different momentum skills entirely there, I think. So that's gonna be a, a hurdle too. Winning solves a lot of problems. <laughs> it certainly does. Winning like will sale cures anything, right? solve a lot of problems. And, you know, as Nebraska fans, we are, we're saying, all right, let's uh, breathe next week because it's the last game of this forgettable season and moving on for next year. And going to find out who is going to take over the ship. And we get to have lots of talks about that. Right. Uh, transfer portals coming. Uh, early signings coming. So lots of good things on the horizon if the ship is righted by the right captain. Again, that is up to Trev Albers to decide that. If you want to chime in, Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685 or the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, you can let us know what you think. Yeah. Moving forward for Nebraska, what has got to be the first issue fixed for next year? Let me replace this. You bring in your coach. He brings in the staff. Who is the most important hire of this coaching staff for 2023? Oh, I'll pass on Harrison, you, you first, go first. Harrison. Todd, you go yeah. there. It's got to be a combination of an answer. Our defensive line and our offensive line coaches. You are never going to win games in the Big Ten consistently if you can't fix that. It's It's been the bane of us for so long, and it's ridiculous. It's the Big Ten football. Why we can't get that figured out. Uh, it, it blows my mind. So guy, not only guys that can coach, but guys that can recruit in that position as well. We, we have to find some sort of pipeline down south or I, wherever you get those players. I right. mean, a lot of them are going to be in that in the south. You know, some of those SEC guys are going to get offers from the SEC. you got to start kind of picking from their basket because it's just not cutting it. Mm-hmm. You know, we got these are all pretty much veteran linemen for the most part, a lot of them, and it's just not cutting it. Whenever Frost would do his recruiting, we were always so enamored with, ooh, the wide receiver. Yeah. The duck R guy, if he ever came to fruition, which never did. Uh, the quarterback, the running back. The group that he neglected the most, it was most baffling, was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You would have thought for sure 
we're bringing in 14, 15, 16 offensive linemen, but we have no depth, and it shows. Todd, what do we do next year to get better? Boy, that's a great point. You can't, you can't go through this state as big as this state is with the with the farm kids, the ranch hand kids. We've got, Nebraska's got a rodeo team for Pete's sake. Grab <laughs> one of the bull riders. There's the toughest human on the planet. Uh, that start in your own backyard. I mean, these kids grew up wanting to play here. I I just can't believe that there's not, you know, six eight kids out there in Nebraska somewhere that don't just would give their soul practically to play here. Uh, I think you go into your coaching, obviously always as a head coach gets the spotlight, but how about the strength and conditioning coach? You know, the nutrition coach, mm-hmm. again, that was, that was what made Nebraska, Nebraska. And, and, you know, they were light years ahead of the other teams doing that. How would you get away from something that worked that well? Works so well. We quit doing it. As we always say at work. A couple of players yesterday stated that they just got wore down the fourth quarter because Wisconsin was just leaning on them. Yeah. Just leaning on them. Um, and it's lean not even and, like Wisconsin's the Wisconsin of years ago. I mean, it's not like they're a contender this year. This is, yeah, this is one of the worst Wisconsin teams there has been for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for Nebraska fans, I'll tell you this right now, it's almost it's a, it's a good thing they won for this reason, is I don't fully believe in, in Jim Leonard. I think that uh, he's over his head. Yeah. He's going to make an amazing coordinator, but you want to put him in a coach, okay. Nebraska, no, Wisconsin might have a down two, three, four years, at which point Nebraska can, can gain some ground. But, again, it's got to come down to the higher. Yeah. That's where it all comes down to. I agree 100%. I think uh, with Nebraska, uh, strength and conditioning has got to be the utmost and foremost number one Um responsibility of the new staff yeah you've got to get the guys big because frost when frost first came here we slimmed the offensive lineman down a little bit but made him move because we had wide gaps right he wanted to run kind of we did a ucf but thought he could implement power right and he realized that was not effective so now we're going to bring in guys six seven and taller and that's it six seven and taller and that's it how many offensive linemen uh have you known of have been very successful in college were below six five six four right. I mean they play with their heart, they play with momentum, they play with aggression, yeah having a certain standard saying I got to have this tall of a guy, well, you got it, and you got them big, and you got them to be able to sit to stand and they look big, they are big guys, but the problem is you work so hard to get them big, <clears throat> you forgot about agility, you forgot about lateral movement, you forgot about being an athlete and, and being quick because when you're seeing firing off the ball, you're seeing standing straight up. You're not seeing sidestep, try to hook a guy. You're not seeing great pulls. Um, there was one play that uh, <laughs> I really didn't like too well yet, kind of got mad at. Uh, there was a pass out, I think it was either Trey or somebody, and we had two offensive linemen. We had Bando and Hickson out there to lead the way. And they just get a hat on the guy. Right? Mm-hmm. It was even. It wasn't uneven. It was two on two. If they just get in front of him. Right. There's a lot of real estate mm-hmm. to run, and for some reason, it looks like they just turned their shoulders. The Wisconsin guys went right through them, wow. and that was it. Yeah, real quick, too. You were talking about the uh, defensive line getting getting worn on. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Ty Robinson kind of talking about that Wisconsin run. You know, you start to pick up on keys. Uh, you start to kind of understand the details of where uh, – what the linemen look like when they're look uh, during that play, so maybe you're able to cheat it. Uh, I know I was able to a few times today, um, but you know if, if that's the one play they keep gashing us, then we got to be smart on our end to know that's the play coming. 
So he's just kind of opening it up there. Like, they knew what was coming, like you were saying. Right. They, have, they have an idea, but they, they're just getting gashed. They just can't, they can't stop it. Like, they knew exactly what was coming down the lane every time. Wisconsin lined up and said, hey, we're going to run this play. We're coming right here at this hole. I dare you to stop us. Yeah. And just kept going over and over. And like I said, that's where a lot of folks want Nebraska to be. They want to get in that situation. Yes, the head coach matters. But again, you have got to be dominant or at least above average on the offensive defensive line. If you do that, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to be in games late. Then you can get creative. Then you can have fun with your offense. Right. Um, Opens up the rest of your playbook. Oh, big time. Harris had a great point, too. We we bring somebody in, um, nothing against coaching staff today, but we bring somebody in from outside that maybe does have a, 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 an in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. How did Iowa get so good when they got Hayden Fry? He brought in kids from Texas like crazy and then even opened up somehow like a New York, New Jersey yeah. vent. I mean, Iowa was getting kids that didn't, couldn't find Iowa on a map. You know, can you imagine growing up in southern Texas, the coldest it ever got was like 45. <laughs> You're playing Thanksgiving against uh, Nebraska, you know, and it's 45 below. Uh, so that, that was, I think Harrison nailed it there too, is, is just get brand new fields of recruiting that, that have never been open or haven't been open in a long, long time. Nebraska's made headway in one factor right now, and that is Mickey is getting these guys to transform, right? I don't like to say uh, abusive relationship, but there's there's some there's times where there's relationships where it's not you know physical, but it, it's mental abuse and mental abuse and mental, and you are told you're something, but you don't believe it, and you're told you're something again, you don't believe it, and then you're told you're something again, now you start to believe it. 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 And you're just beaten and broke down mentally. And and what Mickey's done that's just been phenomenal for this team, and and I hope you know this is part of the candidacy for him, if he's going to be the guy, is altering that mindset of we're not average. We're not going to lose these close games. Yes, the results are not there like we said, but you have got to do a complete overhaul in the mindset of, of the players, of the staff, of the administration, just to believe that we are Nebraska, that we are the Big Red, and that we can right this ship. Because whoever takes over next year, you're going to deal with a bunch of fragile minds. Oh, yeah. And the amazing thing that Mickey's done that not a lot of people talk about is just the psyche of this team. Absolutely. yeah. Just the, the mental toughness now they're starting to get. You're hearing Ty Robinson say, look, they, they told us what they're going to do. We couldn't stop it, right? Yeah. But with Mickey, with the transformation in the next couple of years, you're not going to hear that. You you really are not. And like I said, that's where I that's where I've been just most impressed is coming from you know almost like a mental abusive relationship. You know, believing that they're not good enough. Now these players are starting to believe when when it happens when wins happen, that's when the ultimate mind shift happens. And that's why again the Iowa game is so important Mickey's been instilling in them hey you guys are good you got to believe in yourself you got to do this you can do it right I believe in you I love you if they can get out there and beat Iowa and then take that on to the next year that would be a huge it would be a huge, huge momentum roll momentum yeah. roll for yeah. the, whoever comes in here because now you have players that believe now you have players that want to want to get things done and before we wrap it up here on this first segment i do want to get to the text line uh milkman says nebraska needs to recruit 
better and don't let the kids leave. Kind of another point in IL era yeah. today. You you want to keep them here so they That's can develop. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, we hadn't touched on that, but yeah. It's very hard, though. It's very hard to keep players here. That's that's the thing. You know, when the new coach comes in, um, players are going to go where the money's at. Players are going to go where where the, the notoriety is. Players are going to go and do what they want to do. Um, well, everybody wants to win. Well, like I said, if you can develop a guy for three or four years and then let him play, that's great. Um, unfortunately, in today's college football, that doesn't happen because right. if the guy doesn't play within the first two years, he's going to leave. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, excellent, excellent question there, Milkman. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, if you guys want to call in, 402-464-5685 on our Sarder Heyman text line is open as well, Todd. How can they find us on Facebook? They can find us at American Senior Benefits Lincoln. They can also give us a call, 402-413-9846. We will be right back after this 